Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi guys, welcome back to the Spurred On podcast. It's Thursday afternoon and I've got a former host of the original Spurred On channel with me, but now he hosts Saturday Social on Sky Sports as well as many other uh, stuff for Sky, but also he's got a great podcast of his own that I'm sure we'll talk about as well. It is the wonderful Smithy, Mr. Adam Smith. How are you, mate? Oh, what an intro that was, Barnaby. I love it. Yeah, I'm good, mate. Yeah, honoured to be back in your presence talking all things Tottenham. At a time which is pretty happy, pretty positive at the, at the minute, mate. I'm I'm loving Ange, though. I'm sure we'll get into that. Yeah, we're loving Big Ange instead. I think it's fair to say. Uh, how let's are you, go, mate? How you are? How's things with you? How's yeah, really, fan- really fantastic, mate. I think a lot of the kind of audience who uh, watch this channel on YouTube will remember you presenting on uh, the original Spurred On back in the day, where we did uh, such uh, amazing formats as Smithy versus Slats, uh, and you also yeah. presented with Reese, uh, James, and Craig Mitch on other things. Yeah. Um, what are, what are your memories of that time, mate? It was kind of more of a uh, an early time in your, or more early time in your broadcasting career, and you've gone from strength to strength. What do you remember about it? Thanks, mate. Yeah, years, but probably decades ago now. It was ages back, wasn't it? But yeah, just really enjoyable time, mate. Just obviously working with yourself and a lot of very uh, exciting content creators and presenters and talking Tottenham. And to be honest, mate, it, it sounds really cliche, but whenever I get a chance to sit down and talk Tottenham, it, it doesn't feel like a job because Spurs is such a huge passion of mine, as is football. So... Very fortunate that I do uh, get to talk about football 24-7, really, at Sky on Saturday Social and when I do bits with Tottenham as well. So, yeah, I never think of it as a job, mate, really. Very lucky to be talking talking all things Spurs. I'm sure, I'm sure you'd agree. Yeah, and probably worth asking you why you support Spurs in the first place. Is that a family sure. thing? Um, I would like to say that my family is diehard Tottenham through and through, but that couldn't be further from the truth my dad is actually a wolves fan okay uh, the reason being he's not from that part of the world but he was in you know like cubs and scouts and all of that he was a wolf cub when he was a kid and then found out 
there was a team called Wolves, so then supported Wolves. At the time we were growing up, Wolves weren't the best team in the league, so he didn't want to impart Wolves onto all his sons. So he let us choose our teams. So I chose Tottenham, sort of Gaza, Lineker, and more recently, from memory, I was very young, then it was more David Ginola era. Yeah. David Ginola era was my childhood hero, but before that it was sort of Gaza and Lineker. But yeah, Ginola was my, my sort of hero growing up. My younger two brothers then supported Arsenal and Chelsea. And I've got an older half-brother who's a Watford fan. So you can imagine um, in my household. My, my dad thought he was doing the nice thing by letting his choose. But my mum was like, they're fighting all the time <laughs> about football. They're arguing. All the time. When I say fighting, I mean arguing, not actually fighting. But she didn't think it was the wisest strategy uh, to let uh, us choose complete rival teams. So I've now got a son of my own and he is from day dot uh, Spurs fan through and through. He's, he's only two. He doesn't know a lot about it, but he's definitely a Tottenham fan. I'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah, good decision. And you must have then suffered quite a lot of difficulty in your, um, you know, I guess teen years, probably with your brothers being Chelsea and Arsenal. That must have been difficult with them all winning stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I suffered a lot, but based on how I looked back then as well, because I was quite sure. I thought you were getting into <laughs> me personally then, but I realised nope. where you were going with that. Uh, yeah, I was quite sure. I, I was... Uh, uh, an interesting phase at, at, um, at school. But yes, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Obviously, back then, Arsenal, particularly in Chelsea, were um, at a higher level than Tottenham. And it's nice that in recent years, you know, Spurs have, have, have clawed that back. And I'm, I'm, I don't want to get too excited. But yeah, it's a lot more of a level playing field in recent years, shall I say, than it was back then. Yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, I, I was on the receiving end of a lot of banter from from my, my brother's friends everyone really to be honest yeah. with you <laughs> and you've alluded to it already Ange has come in this season I have to admit yeah. and, I, and I've said it on this channel before I didn't know a lot about Big Ange before he came in and I think it was a you know a, a fair risk from Daniel Levy appointing him but from everything I've seen absolutely brilliant and a far cry from what we've had to suffer over the last five years you know how far do you think we can go it seems like there's a, a direction and a belief suddenly how do you feel about it? Yeah, I think that's a really good point that you make about that. It's not just about results, but I think uh, the direction is a really good point you make. I feel like we have a philosophy of how we play football now, and it's it's exciting, right? And the other thing about Andrew I want to make a point about is that everyone loves him. Like I've got mates who are, like, as I said, brothers and friends with Arsenal, Chelsea, and you can't not like the guy because he's so warm and he's so honest in the way that he talks as well. So I do think he's been a breath of fresh air for the club. I'm very much on the Ange hype train uh, if that is a thing, uh, but I, I'm very, I don't want to get too carried away because it is early days, but I just love the way we're playing football. I love what, what he's brought to the club and how we play and how, how he conducts himself as well as how we play. In answer to your question about how far we can go, it's really difficult this season. I don't want to be one of those people that get splinters from sitting on the fence, but because we've had so many injuries, it's very difficult to predict how Tottenham are going to get on. Obviously, uh, I thought the start of the season was incredible. The, the thing that's impressed me most, Barnaby, I will say, is how quickly he's implemented his game plan. Look at someone like Jurgen Klopp, who I'm a massive fan of in terms of what he's done for Liverpool. But he took time to build that. You know, a lot of great managers take time. I, I'm amazed at how quickly he implemented his his uh, playing style. So in answer to your question, I think a good season would be, I think it's very realistic to think we'll get top four or, or top five, certainly Champions League spots. I think that would be a good season. It is a shame we've drawn Man City in the FA Cup. Um, obviously, they're probably the best team in the country and the one team you'd want to avoid, although we do have a good record there. But I, I would definitely think top four is a realistic proposition. I don't know if you'd agree with that. Well, I think that that potential of the fifth place maybe getting Champions League spot yeah, as exactly. well. I think one of the things about Spurs is for the first time in a long time, there feels like there's no pressure on us this season at all. Not only yeah. because we don't have Europe, but also because... Um, 
just nobody has any expectation or certainly at the start of the season had any expectation and when the kind of Chelsea game happened and the injuries and the suspensions everyone was like especially especially non-Spurs fans were like oh well this is what we knew would happen it's classic Spurs but now it feels like we've got to that stage towards the end of January where we're getting those players back and they're going to come back the players from the AFCON and, and Sonny from the Asian Cup and we're still kind of there or thereabouts. I feel like Liverpool, of course, are kind of seven, I think now seven points ahead. And maybe that the, the title is a step too far. But definitely in terms of that top four, top five, as you said, I just want to put something to you in terms of you mentioning the tough draw at Man City. I was yeah. listening to, I think, The View from the Lane, brilliant podcast with Danny Kelly and, and um, Jack Pitbrook and Charlie Eccleshare. Yeah, and I think they mentioned, one of them mentioned, might have been James Moore actually, mentioned the average... Um, the average position in the league of teams that we've lost to in the FA Cup in the last five seasons yeah, has been yeah. eight. It's 18th. So we've lost to Palace, Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough uh, yeah. Norwich as well, etc., yeah, uh, etc. Et so is it, let me put this to you. Is it possible that being the underdog in a big cup tie might suit us for the first time in like five, six years? Do you know, it's actually a really good question. It, it's a positive spin on drawing Man City. Let's be honest about <laughs> it. It's, it's the one positive we can say. That's me. Half, <laughs> half, a glass half full all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a good question, though, because I do know what you mean. Like, obviously, when we drew Man City, my initial gut reaction was like, oh, my word, it's Man City. It's one of the worst teams you can draw. They're, they're, they're phenomenal. But the other side of me thought, it's very frustrating losing when you're the favourites. And, and actually, when you go into that game, I think Friday night game, the atmosphere will be electric. You almost think like, well, actually... It's quite nice having that underdog tag. And imagine we were to get through Man City with some of the teams that have already been knocked out. Obviously, Arsenal out already. Imagine Man City going. It only takes an another of the big top six to potentially get knocked out. I mean, Chelsea have got Aston Villa. That is a, yeah. a very, very tough fixture to call. That's, that's one of those teams out. You then start to look at it and go, oh, actually it's opening up a little bit. So I, I do know what you mean by that. And and, you, and also what I would say is you'd rather get them now than potentially later on because they do have other games and, and things like that. So yeah, I know what you're getting at. And, and the one thing we've got to mention is their record at the stadium. I mean, it's, it's worse than any other team they've played. They've not scored a goal, not got a point, not won a game. I mean, Spurs have got an incredible record. And I do think that does play on players' minds. I mean, I, I saw an interview with Pep. I know he was half tongue in cheek when he answered it, um, but he was saying, you know, Winning, he just his one wish, having done the treble, is just to score a goal at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And I know that was meant as a joke. I'm not yeah. deluded to think that he thinks beating Tottenham is harder than winning the Champions League. But there's an element of. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. He must be thinking, what have we got to do to score a goal or, or win a game here? And I think Spurs have to try and use that 
in whatever positive way they can. Um, and as I say, you do mention that a lot of these players are coming back. So I think, I think it'll be a very tight game. And I will be watching um, with biting fingernails and with my hands yeah. behind my, my, my head, head head behind my hands. Is that the, the phrase? If it's hands, not, yeah, or, or behind the sofa. From behind the yeah, sofa, behind maybe. The sofa, yeah. um, how so good is it, though, Smithy? I'm behind my sofa, so I can't <laughs> yeah. it. It's not important. But yeah, I will be nervous watching it, but I do think we have a shot as well. Yeah, how good is it, though, just knowing that in this game, but also, let's say we got through this game in other cup games, and basically every game we play now, we're not going to die wondering. We're not going to sit back and just hope to hit anyone yes. on the break. It's just very, like, it feels to me the correct way for Tottenham to be on the front foot, to be always making chances, potentially always conceding goals. We do concede a lot of goals, but yeah. really, like I said, not dying wondering. And that's what I think, you know, and like I said, I'm pretty much always glass half full, but I think if we can get through this, I think the ribbons are on the cut, mate. I really do, because I think we're not, wow. we're going to, we're going to come up, whoever we come up against, be it, you know, someone from, you know, mid to bottom of the Premier League or someone in the Championship or even a Liverpool, we're just going to go for it and we're not, and we're going to score goals. I just, I don't know. There's something about it. I think tomorrow night is huge. Yeah, it, it is. It is a huge game. And obviously when you bear in mind, it is the only silverware, barring a miraculous form in, in the Premier League, obviously it's the only silverware we, silverware we have realistic chance of winning. Um, it, I just think a lot of it comes down to who's available, who's not. Obviously Madison, we believe is back, but hasn't played a game yet. Kudasevsky was ill, so he's, likely to start the back line sorted out. But obviously then you've got players away at AFCON and Asian Cup. So I feel like that starting 11 is going to be so key. Would in, you start Madison? Assuming he's going to make would, the squad, yeah. would you start him? I would, because it's also, it looks like the Celso's not going to play as well. So when, when you don't have Madison, I, I think Gio has been a really solid um, pair of hands in terms of replacing Madison. But, but the fact that Gio's not about as well might sort of turn Angie's hand knowing that he has to play Madison. I think Benson Kerr back is massive. Mm. So in theory, you've got Madison back, Benson Kerr, Kulisevsky, Richarlison will play. The back five is, is full strength. So you're only missing a few, but obviously when you're missing Sonny, who is just massive for us. Especially in those games. He scored four in the last exactly. five against them, yeah. Against Man City, he always turns it on. So that, that is a huge blow. And then also flip side of it, we don't know, you know, Will Haaland, a lot of rumours saying he's fit. Obviously Kevin De Bruyne, came on and produced an absolute masterclass. But he did say afterwards he's not fully fit. So will they start him, John Stone? So there's question marks about both teams. So I'm intrigued. And the keeper, know. Edison, I think is a big loss. He might not have played anyway because it's their FA Cup, but I believe he's injured anyway. Yeah, goalkeeper's union. I know that you're yeah. a big on goalkeepers. I've been taking penalties against you in, in the past many yeah. occasions. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I'm massively intrigued by what Pep's going to do as well, actually, as to whether he goes full strength or rest. I think we all go full strength, but... Yeah. I'm intrigued to know what he'll do as well. I think actually. City have got Burnley at home in the week, which, you know, you'd think they won't be as bothered about resting players for that. Although, you know, obviously it's Vincent Company bringing his team there. I'm not saying that they would roll over. But yeah, I'm just as intrigued about that as well. I don't know. I, you mentioned earlier the atmosphere at the stadium. I remember the two best atmospheres I can remember at Spurs. One was when you took me to the North London derby yeah, in the 15, 16 year when we played Harry Arsenal Kane, and the, the, Harry Kane with the mask scored the goal. Oh, yes. And no, nothing has ever been louder than that moment it, for me. And yeah. then the second best atmosphere actually was the um, Champions League quarterfinal at the new stadium against City where we won 1-0 and Luis Sonny scored the goal. Yeah. And, I, and Luis saved the penalty. So I think tomorrow night could actually be up there with those atmospheres and that will count for a lot. I really do. Th I think we'll absolutely yeah. charge at them at the start. I, I, I've said this before, I think, for, for those of you out there who are gambling people, put it on like plus four and a half, five and a half goals in tomorrow's game. I wow. think it'll be end to end like a basketball game. I, I always do think, actually, it's funny you say that. Um, 
I'm not a betting man, but I always do think that um, both teams to score is, is such a, so nailed on with most Spurs games, aren't they? Just because the way we play, but it's, it's very we're a very entertaining team to watch. And I think, yeah, I'm, I could you know, mate, I hadn't because it's away away. I don't, I, I try not to overthink about games the day before, a few days before, but you've really got me nervous about it now, but also excited. I, I do think, I don't think it's going to be, it's nailed on Man City winning. I, I know a lot of neutrals actually that think Spurs are going to win this, which I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but mm. I think it's going to be a very tight game. Um, and, and do you and think I, that there's, think, do you think there's an element where neither, neither manager will want, certainly Pep won't want a replay. So I could see it in the last 10, 15 minutes being like gung ho. Oh yeah, Pep will, will not want to replay at all. You're, you're, you're right about that with the, the fixtures and the amount of competitions they're in. Um, oh, it's a good question. Would we take a replay, knowing that we'd have players coming back, knowing that, True. knowing True. that you know we'd have players fit and then possibly resting a few if they've got when that would be with other. We did other... get the we got the three all there with Royal and Ben Davis at centre half. Don't forget. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, no shade yeah, on them, by the way. They played beautifully think, while while they were while they were deputising. I thought they were excellent. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Um, and that's again another great point as to how well um, some of these players have played, it, not in their natural position. But I, I do think we've got a good chance. I, I, I'm not going to sit here and say we're going to win four nil and, and be one of these people that, that will then see be seen clipped up if we lose. But I do <laughs> think there's something about this. I tell you what it is. Although I was gutted when we drew Man City, I think. I'd rather play Man City than Liverpool, even though I think Man City are more likely to win the Premier League and they're probably a better all-round unit. There is something about when we play Man City that that we have to yeah. can only use as positivity. Do you know what I mean? We, we our record against them is pretty good, so I'm I'm cautiously optimistic is how I describe it. Okay. Two one Spurs. Come on. There you go. You accidentally gave your <laughs> prediction there. I love that, Smithy mate. Thanks so so much for coming on the podcast. Can you let my audience know where they can see? You? Obviously, it's Saturday Social, but tell them a bit yeah. about that podcast of yours as well, mate. Yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate that. And and before I go, I just want to say a pleasure being on the podcast with you. Always like doing stuff with you, chatting Spurs. Always have, a, have an enjoyable time. Oh, but yeah, you can see me on Saturday Social, on Sky Sports, every Saturday morning at half 10, that is on. And we I do various player interviews that we feature on the show that go out on Sky Sports YouTube channel. And yes, I've just launched my own podcast called Inside the Industry Unfiltered. So you can get that on YouTube, Spotify, wherever you listen to your pods. And it's basically me sitting down with... Uh, YouTubers, influencers, uh, people from the world of TV and entertainment and chatting about their careers and advice for people, really. It's a nice, very laid back chat. So I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to plug both of those. <laughs> no problem at all, guys. Make Much sure you go appreciate. Make sure you go and find those. Give them a subscribe or a follow wherever you uh, listen to your podcast or subscribe on YouTube as well. And thank you for your support, of course, everybody. If you're listening to this on the podcast platforms, please do come over to YouTube, youtube.com forward slash at Barnaby Slater underscore. Give us a subscribe and vice versa. Get over there, subscribe or follow. And most importantly, with a huge game tomorrow night, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs.